Well, hello again. Welcome to the Living with Power Hope podcast. My name is Lena Abijamra and I am your host. It is fun to have you back. In fact, I want to welcome you if you've never tuned in before. And if you have, then welcome back. Uh, we are here to talk about biblical truth for everyday life. I uh, answer questions in this uh, series called Dear Lena. And uh, uh, questions here are about life, faith, culture, and everything in between. The goal is to give Christians hope in a post-Christian world, in a world that no longer supports or stands on biblical truth. Um, we're trying to stay focused on all that God has for us in life. And I, I hope you're finding those answers helpful, and I hope you're sending your questions. If you need to send me any question about life and faith and everything in between, then go ahead and shoot me an email at dearlina, L-I-N-A, at livingwithpower.org. And if you um, just want to encourage me, tell me how awesome this program is or or just tell me what is going on in your life and how we can pray for you we'd love to hear from you too hey if you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast do so um, and uh, you'll know every time we drop a new episode uh, we do so weekly and typically i'll ask a question and give you three bullet points in terms of thinking biblically through the question that is on the table for today so i got this question this week that i think is very commonly asked now and essential to life in a post-christian world and it goes like this dear lena how can i show love when i don't agree with someone's lifestyle and um, this question can apply to many situations so don't try to peg it into one particular scenario although it has come up in one particular scenario this can be um, uh, related to anyone in your life and family and close circle friends that is living in a way that is not consistent with scripture i can think of you know people living together before marriage or of course issues of sexuality are common in that but it can it can apply to many other um, situations uh, i don't think this question is um uh, uh, related, and I, I preface this because in thinking through some of the answers, this might come up. This is not a situation where loving someone who might be abusive to you. I think that is an entire different question that we can answer at a different time. But this is sort of a you know regular life situation where you might have somebody in your life that um, is living in a way that is not consistent with scripture and it's creating tension because you're trying to love them and they don't see you uh, loving them as true love. And uh, uh, a lot has been said in our modern day culture about, you know, people's opinions on how they feel loved and how they receive love. Um, I think this particularly applies to the LGBTQ uh, discussions and how Christians relate to the LGBTQ movement. So I certainly want to bring that to the table, but but it also applies to so many other situations. And I think for us to, to isolate the one issue of the LGBTQ issue in relation to this question would not be fair um, because in, in many ways... Um, that is not a unique issue uh, in terms of conflict and tensions and relationships. And so, uh, so let me give you three kind of big thought processes on how uh, to love and how to show love to others when you don't agree with their lifestyles. Here's the first. Loving someone starts with understanding what true love really is. Uh, you know, the problem with love is that everybody has a different definition for love. And if you're a Christian, you're going to want to know the biblical definition for love. And it has been given to us very clearly. I'll go over it in a minute. Uh, it, love is ultimately not determined by man, but by God. And why I say this is based on the words uh, that John wrote in 1 John chapter 4. I'm going to read you a few verses there because I think it's relevant to this question. He writes in verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because, and here it is, God is love. God is love. His very essence is love. This is different than saying God loves. I'm not love, but I try to love people. But that's different than someone whose char very character and essence is love. 
that can be uh, an entire series on its own, but uh, you can meditate on that during the day. But, but John goes on and gives us more explanation that I think is helpful. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us. That God sent, this is love, the way that John describes it, the way God gave us in his word. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. And now this verse is so great. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us, and now he explains it, and sent his son to be the payment for our sins. And right there, uh, uh, we're given sort of a sense of what love is. Uh, love ultimately is sacrifice. Uh, love is not about agreeing with someone, but about sacrificing for someone. In fact, John goes on to say, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And uh, later in the passage, he says, we love because he first loved us. And so the very fact that we talk about love is because God is love and he's put that in us, in our, we're made in the image of God. And one of those facets is that we want to love. We have love, desire to love in us. We don't always do it well. In fact, I'd say we err more so than do it well, but, but we have a desire for love, both to be loved and to show love to others. And so this love is not defined by agreement with someone. You don't just love someone because you agree with them, but it's about sacrifice. Jesus came to earth, not because he approved of us. He loved us. There's a difference, but he came to pay a price for us. He knew that, that we needed salvation. We needed him. So love at the end of the day is not a feeling. It's an action. I think you've heard that before. And, um, Love is not determined or defined by man, but by God. Uh, I think a lot of, of the talk about love in, in 2020 is, you know, is, is, is there's a sense that love ought to be unconditional acceptance and unconditional affirmation. In fact, many of the tension we feel is that, uh, uh, let's say specifically the LGBTQ movement would say, well, you are not loving us well because you don't accept us the way that we are and you don't affirm of our lifestyle. It's not even just about accepting because you could say, well, I accept uh, my brother who's gay or my sister who's, you know, I'm, I'm just giving conjectures here. I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying you could say, well, I accept my friend, my one of my best friends is gay and you could say you accept her, but there's a sense now that accepting them is, is invalid unless you affirm them. And um, I don't agree with that. I don't think God would agree with that. In fact, uh, and I say this respectfully because um, God's definition of love was not based on his accepting and affirming us. On the contrary, he died for us. And so there was a certain recognition that we needed him and that that love was willing to pay the price for that. So love is not unconditional acceptance and unconditional affirmation. I mean, think about child abuse. Think about, you know, a person who is, is, is a pedophile or whatever you think is a heinous crime. And by the way, I'm not at all confirming the LGBTQ movement to people with, you know, sins of that nature. But I just think it's important to make the comparison or a wife abuser or however, you know, uh, it's a person who, uh, who, who is continuously cruel, you know, to, to someone and you go, well, I, I, I love them. And, and what if they said to you, well, you need to accept me just the way I am. Well, hang on, because you'd go, it's not that I don't accept you, it's that, um, is that love is, 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 is transformational, and love is more than unconditional acceptance, I'd say love is unconditional compassion and grace, all right, it, it gives even when the person doesn't deserve, okay, it's not about affirmation, it is a sacrifice, and we see that from 1 John 4, where God says, 
He's love because he sent his son to die for us. So I think this notion that love is automatically unconditional affirmation and acceptance, I don't think that's biblical. And I think that's, that's furthermore, not just not biblical, but unrealistic because that is very, you know, then you're going to take that and apply it to a number of different categories and be like, wait, that doesn't apply. I mean, how do you love Hitler as an example? You don't, you, I mean, but you do, but you don't. Well, how, you love how in the sense that you are willing to give grace it gets complicated. You see how this, this goes. And so now imagine you've got a person in your life. In fact, you can even do the, the analogy in the other side. You say you have somebody in your life who's a member of the KKK and is a white supremacist and absolutely hateful to black people. How do you love that person if you don't agree with their lifestyle? Well, remember, love starts with understanding what love is. Love is not about agreement. Love is about sacrifice. It's not a feeling. It's an action. And love is not always comfortable, especially when it's not equally understood by both parties. So it's going to be, there's going to be tension when both sides of the, the relationship don't agree on the definition of love. Now, that doesn't mean you don't speak truth, whether your family member is a KKK or whether your family member is, you know, a, whatever category of, of sin that you might not approve in living with their, with their loved one, you know, and with, uh, before marriage. How do you love them well? Well, it doesn't mean you hold back truth. No, you speak truth, but you do it in love and you do it in the right timing. And, 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 and sometimes you speak truth when you'd rather be silent. And sometimes you are silent when you'd rather speak the truth. And so that's the example Jesus gave us. Right before his crucifixion, he didn't utter a word when they accused him and said, answer us, answer us. He didn't answer. There were other times where he was very vocal about what was right and what was wrong. And so true love is transformational. I love this. Uh, I asked my nephew briefly, hey, uh, how would you answer this question? Now, how do you show love with someone you don't agree with? And he said, well, you don't have to agree with someone to love them. Isn't that the truth? Uh, you just have to uh, see them as God sees them. That was his answer. You don't have to agree with them. You just have to see them as God sees them. How does God see us? Think about that. That is worth some thought. God sees us as people made in his image, but he also sees us as broken by sin, in need of a savior, all of us equally, whatever our sin is, on either side of a spectrum, every one of us, there's no haughtiness in love. In fact, 1 Corinthians 13 talks about love and, and talks about it not being boastful. You can't take pride in who you are because love is not proud. Love uh, is, um, uh, in fact, let me just read you what God says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Love is patient and kind. It doesn't envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. Arrogant love is, I'm feels like I'm better than you, that, that's arrogant. That's not love. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. And then love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never ends. We're going to come back to that in a minute, but let me give you the big second point. So the first is loving someone starts with understanding what true love is. Here's a second big idea. Loving someone means risking being misunderstood and persisting despite it. The truth is, that people are going to not agree with your perspective of love. If you're saying to them, well, here's what true love is. Jesus is true love. He's God. And, and love is sacrificial, and et cetera. And you give them the biblical perspective of love. Unless they hold to a biblical worldview, it's, they're not going to buy it in a sense. But you don't love someone just because you, they accept you. In fact, there's a risk of being misunderstood. But you still love. You don't stop loving. And that was the verse I read in 1 Corinthians just now. I love verse 7 and 8. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things. And then here endures all things and then the little sentence in verse 9 of first corinthians or verse 8 of first corinthians 13 love never ends love never ends love never ends the amazing thing about love is that it continues despite being rejected you don't stop loving someone uh, just because they 
uh, don't want you to love them. Now, look, they might want you to put boundaries. You might have, you know, a cousin or a sibling who might say, look, because you don't approve of me, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And you have to respect that. Uh, that might love in that situation might be to lay back and just pray for them in that season. Uh, that's okay. That's part of being a Christian in a post-Christian world is to recognize that there are times where it's better not to push yourself. You don't have to, love doesn't push itself on others. And it may, by the way, that was the example of Jesus. He stood at the door and knocked, right? At the Revelation passage talks about Jesus standing at the door of your heart and knocking. He doesn't force his way into your heart. He he, he, he waits for you to invite him in, but he loves all the time. And that's a powerful example of love that is steadfast. We'll get to that in a second. So the amazing thing about love is that it persists even when it's misunderstood. Uh, if love hinged on being understood by everyone, it would end up hurting everyone. I know that's, that's uh, a sentence that's worth pausing on, uh, but it is true. If, if, you, if love hinged on everyone understanding you and agreeing with you, then everybody's going to be hurt because love speaks truth, and truth sometimes says hard things. Uh, again, a great example of that would be parents and their kids. Some truth has to be spoken, and sometimes it's hard to receive. A teenager doesn't want to hear the truth, but it might be in their best interest. It might lead to, again, love. true love is transformational. Uh, and so, um, but it has to be done humbly and, and, and in the right time. So love, loving someone that you don't agree with starts with understanding and defining what true love really is. And secondly, it, uh, it risks being misunderstood and persisting in love despite it. You don't go, thank God, man, they shoved me out of their life. I'm done with that relationship. Pew. Uh, no, uh, the third one uh, here, third big idea, loving someone well is not judged by how smooth a relationship is but how steadfast your love is. Um, I think we think that, man, if I really love someone, we'd have no conflict. And ask any married person, that's just not realistic. Uh, the, I, this is a, uh, something I wrote down. The hardest part about loving someone you don't agree with is loving someone you don't agree with. It's not easy. It's not easy to love someone you don't agree with. But loving, the hardest part about loving someone you don't agree with is that you don't see the fruit of it now. It's hard because sometimes it takes years. And in fact, Jesus, remember, again, a great example. Love was sacrificial. He laid his down his life on the cross. In that moment, he didn't see the fruit of it. Nobody received him. It was later that lives were transformed and turned. And so you might not see in this life how your testimony and your Christ-likeness will affect others. It's ours is not to see the fruit now, but to trust God who bears fruit in love. And so the hardest part about loving someone you do not agree, you do not agree with is learning uh, to, to set and respect boundaries while continuing to love that person. Um, there are boundaries that have to be set. If you have a relative who's a white supremacist and a KKK member, you might have to break ties for a while. Love would speak truth and say, hey, here's why I don't agree with this. And, and, and again, I'm just using examples. I know people are going to be like, well, you're comparing this to that. No, I am not. I am not comparing anything. I'm just saying we, we all have extreme examples to prove our point. And, I, and I'm, I'm not really trying to do it other than to just reflect those the other side of the coin because in, in every Christian's mind when you hear a question that says how can I show love with someone I don't agree with automatically you go to the baker in in Colorado and all that you know entailed there and was he loving to his gay friends because he didn't serve them cake he, they weren't friends they were customers because he didn't serve them cake that wasn't loving and on and on and so uh, and so you these are things that you're going to have to weigh and decide and 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 think through and so is it love if you if you don't 
you know, do business with uh, members of a community that you don't agree with. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I would argue that it might or might not be. And uh, I don't think we uh, all will agree with that. And I think we've come to see that, that there's not always a need for every human to agree on every single thing. I think the key is to take biblical principles and apply them in every situation and make decisions as the Holy Spirit of God leads you. The beauty of Christianity is that we're not walking on our own. God's Spirit is in us and with us and will help us. And I have extremely close friends in my life who are, by the way, in the LGBTQ community. I write about that in the book that's coming out that comes out in a few months that I think you will enjoy. And I think, uh, I think it's okay to be misunderstood, but let's be steadfast in our love for others. The hardest part about loving someone we don't agree with is loving someone we don't agree with. But remember, all things are possible in Christ. And so let us uh, continue in a posture of humility and prayer, holding uh, those uh, two sides of the coin, truth and grace. Uh, we want to speak truth, but we want to do it in love and in grace. Uh, and then let us be steadfast in loving others, just like just like Jesus was is steadfast in loving us. We love because he first loved us. The more you experience and enjoy the love of Christ for you, the more you can give it to others. So that's my question for today. I hope this has been helpful. If you have follow-up thoughts on this, I would love to hear them. Send me an email at dearlena at livingwithpower.org. Or if you've got a question on any of these topics or life in general, shoot me a question. I'll see if I can answer it on the show. Hey, uh, it's great to have been with you. I'd love to connect with you even more. You can get regular biblical teaching uh, via Facebook Live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Time. I'm on uh, the Facebook page for Living With Power. Just to access it, go to our website, livingwithpower.org, and click on Join Our Community at the top of the page. There's so many resources on our website. We'd love for you to find out more about the work we're doing. Uh, Have a great day. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Stand secure in his love for you and let him overflow his love to others as you interact with them today. I love you guys and I'll catch you again next time.